goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. I hate summer cold, and I have one. It is Thursday. Welcome to your Thursday, Boston Early West Hour. If you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. Thursday means Andrew Giuliani will be joining us about midway through the program and can't wait to talk with Andrew and to speak with you. There are so many things, of course, in the news, everything from the attack from a surprising quarter, you know, there are all kinds of stories about Curtis getting uh, arrested out there in Queens, which was, which is amazing. I mean, really, you're going to seriously for protesting what most New Yorkers don't want and, and are protesting. Uh, Governor Hochul has come out swinging against Mayor Adams, basically saying he, she, her attorney sent him a 12-page scathing letter. And included in the doc is the charge that the state has identified a lot of state-owned properties and also non-state-owned properties that could have housed these migrants, and the city did nothing. They rejected the help. And she told New York News One, well, it's true. They didn't accept some of the help we offered. It's a statement of fact. Also, a little quick New York area news. There are 27 Boston markets in New Jersey that have been closed by the state labor officials there because apparently or supposedly or allegedly those restaurants have not paid their workers properly. They are owed hundreds of thousands of dollars in back wages. So you've got this fight between Hochul now and Adams. You've got Adams tossing his, well, I shouldn't say Adams did it, but the police department tossing Curtis in jail for protesting this business with the migrants. It's a mess. And now I want to pick up where the esteemed and beloved Rudy Giuliani just left off. I was shocked. And in fact, I wrote my own piece about it today, which you can find. It's called Justice Denied. For the last year and a half, military prosecutors and defense lawyers for the terrorists involved in the September 11, 2001 attacks on America 
have been trying to work out a plea deal. Now, the Associated Press reports, several families of victims had received letters advising them that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the alleged mastermind of the attacks and others involved, may never face the death penalty under plea agreements that are under consideration at this moment. According to the AP, the Office of the Chief of Prosecutor has been negotiating and is considering entering entering into pre-trial agreements, or PTAs. The letter told families that while no plea agreement has been finalized and may never be finalized, it's possible that a pre-trial agreement in this case would remove the possibility of the death penalty. So they're putting the families on alert. Now, some of the families that the loss of their loved ones in the most brazen, horrific, terrorist attack that has taken place on American soil can be forgiven to the extent that the mastermind and some of those involved will not have to pay for it with their own lives. It's almost inconceivable. Here we are, what, 22 years later, and there has been no justice for these families. But it's also inconceivable that in the most deadly and brazen terrorist attack of our times, those behind it may not be suffered to the full extent, be held accountable to the full extent of the law. Perhaps, perhaps, the thinking is that so much time has elapsed. Nobody but a few of these family members really cares anymore. Maybe that's it. Or maybe this is just another sign of the woke, the woke attitudes that have become part of the fabric now of this new military leadership in the Pentagon under the Biden administration. But my friends, I'll tell you this, if we have really arrived at the point where nobody cares about the terrorist attacks of 9-11, then the terrorists who wanted to hurt this country have yet another victory under their belt. If that's where we are. Shocking might be the word you would use to describe a presser that was held in Maui. The man in charge of the emergency management agency said yesterday he doesn't regret not activating the fatal, the, the, the warning siren. And I have to tell you, that's right, he said he doesn't, hey, no, 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 I don't regret not airing the, listen to what he said. I was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. This makes sense. This makes sense. His name is Herman Andaya, 
And he said, instead of alerting people with the warning sirens, that he sent out alerts via mobile devices, radio waves, television, and the country's opt-in resident alert system, but not the sirens, the warning sirens. Despite the claim that the warning sirens could have saved hundreds of people who instead burned, were burned alive in the fire, Andaya said the sirens are generally used for tsunami warning. That Hawaiians are trained when they hear those sirens to go to higher ground to avoid the tsunami, an incoming tsunami. And he said, if in this case, had he aired those sirens, aired those warning sirens, and people acted as if they were under siege by a tsunami, they would have gone to higher land and they would have been burnt to death because the fire was descending from the mountains downward. So he would have been sending people into the fire had he aired the sirens. Gotta say... Makes sense. This is why it's so dangerous to speculate. Even me, because I was just like having a cop. You mean they didn't, they had warning sirens and they didn't air these What in the hell is wrong with those people? How could you not air sirens? You didn't, he didn't air them because he actually thought about it. Hawaiians hear the sirens, they think tsunami. They go to higher ground. If they'd gone to higher ground, that's where the fire was coming from. Reporters, some snarky reporters, actually started questioning the guy's resume, too. Try to make him out to be an idiot. He had no prior experience. And he said his employment history included time in the housing department. And while he was a staffer in the mayor's cabinets, he reported to emergency operations centers. So he was, well, he said to say I'm not qualified for this job is, in, I think, is incorrect. Both the governor of the state of Hawaii and the mayor have defended him against the journalist charges that he is not qualified for his job. There are other stories in the news today about the continued kookery that's going on out there. The FBI has a presence out there with refrigerated units. And there have been a number of conspiracy theorists that are, of course, coming up with some cockamamie story about why the FBI is there. And the long and short of it is that so many people have been burned beyond recognition. The FBI is there because they specialize in securing the DNA that might be ultimately the only way that people in Lahaina are identified. I don't even, I didn't even print it today. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not giving the kooks that much energy today. 
I'm not going to print these wacky theories about why the FBI are on the island that spring up, that sprung up. Within, you know, people spot them, start taking pictures. Ooh, look, the FBI. They're not supposed to be investigating this. And then, of course, the kooks spin up their own radical stories about why the FBI are on the island. You know, I mentioned that Boston Market, New Jersey, has the Labor Department there has closed 27 locations because of a back pay issue. There's other news out of New Jersey. Starbucks has been ordered to pay $2.7 million to an employee who says she was fired because she was white. Shannon Phillips, former regional director for Starbucks, sued the coffee giant. Originally, the jury found that they owed her a bunch more money. I don't see the figure here. I think I think it was in excess of almost $20 million or something. But now the judge has ordered they have to pay her over $2 million, back pay, front pay, tax gross, et cetera, et cetera. Police had arrested two black guys, you might remember this, at a Starbucks location. And it looked like it was just so bogus. Anyway, this was this Starbucks was in her chain of command. She wasn't even there at the time. She got fired as a result of, she says, all of this negative press that came there. She had been with them for 13 years. She said she, the only reason she got fired, they pretty much they needed a white scout to appease everybody, so she was it. Lucky her, she got fired. Well, jury must have believed her. Now she's, who wants to be a millionaire? 2.7 mil. That's the way that goes. There's another story going back, jumping back to Hawaiian, that Hawaiian Electric, the utility there, knew about the wildfire threat. This is in the Wall Street Journal, prints out to about six, seven pages. But the, the, the wildfire, the utility there was so, so concerned about making sure they were focused on green energy that they didn't take care of their infrastructure. They waited years to act. Now, eventually, this is where I, if I believe the lawsuits are going to be really fast and furious. Already, we were told yesterday, news story, that it appears that a power line, a down power line at a bird sanctuary might, I repeat, might have been the spark that ushered in this fire. So we shall see. It is Thursday. Andrew Giuliani is coming on with us. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. I like this. This almost sounds like it. You know what today is, folks. You jazz aficionados know on this day... 1959, Miles Davis released 
kind of blue. And it is said that that album ushered in a new era of music. He had compositions like So What, All Blues, Blues and Green, All-Star Sextet, John Coltrane, Cat and Ball, Adley Bill Evans, Paul Chambers, Johnny Cobb. It changed the game. And Kind of Blue really did change the game. So today's the anniversary of that and other great music history. WABC. I know what this is from. This is from... This is from the mile. This is from what you call it, right? Bitches Brew. Bitches Brew. The album that I freaking hate. Hated for years. For years. I When I first heard Bitches Brew, I was like... I don't know what kind of drugs he's using. But they must have been a really bad trip. So for years, I wouldn't listen to it. Then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, wow. Anyway, that's some Miles Davis. James Golden Snurley here with you. WABC, your call is 800-848-WABC. Coming back really soon. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Shower is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. On this date, August 17th, 1968. The Doors. No. Um, uh, Joe Biden. Okay, I look, folks. I I really do try to avoid the salacious stuff. There's a lot of stuff that Biden has said. I don't play it. You hear it everywhere else because I'm just like, ah, eh, I'm not going to add my voice to those that are making sorts of insinuations about the guy. But I got to tell you, there are certain things that you just cannot ignore. Now, this yes, this was yesterday at a press conference. And the president of the United States of America, the president of the, the president of the United States of America, not some, you know, cross-dressing bureaucrat in his administ- administration, not some... The president said these these words at a, a presser. 
But go ahead, Diego. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and Daddy owes you. Okay? So talk to me afterwards. I want to say these things to your children. They're coming after your children. I want to say this to your children. I know some really great ice cream places, and Daddy owes you. Talk to me afterwards. Now, I I don't know what the context is, other if there is a context. But remember, this is the guy, and again, I don't want to be salacious, but this really happened. His daughter wrote in diaries, his own daughter wrote, that she felt, how shall we put it, uncomfortable showering with her daddy. And she was a little bit more forthcoming than that. And that she had to avoid him because she didn't want to be in the shower with him. And we've had other quotes from him. We've got all these pictures of this guy sniffing, putting his hands on women and on little... Yes, it really happened. I just got a quote. Seriously? Yes. All of this happened. I don't bring it up much because I don't want to be salacious. But his daughter has made remarks that are, how shall we say, odd. And if it were anybody else other than Joe Biden, I'm sure the national press would make an issue of it. We've got all these pictures of him in these crazy poses with young girls sniffing the backs of their neck, touching them in ways that usually grown men do not touch young, strange girls. Girls that are not, you know, not his grand, uh, let's not even talk about the granddaughter episode. It's just odd. Let's hear this one more time and see whether this makes sense to you folks. This is at a White House event. This is your president. And then this laughter from the crowd. Some of it sounds a little nervous to me, but I could be wrong. Maybe they did think it was just funny. I thought it sounded like, oh, there he is again with the with the little girl remark, with the kids remarks. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of here. Maybe that was a laugh. Maybe not. But this is what Joe Biden said. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and Daddy owes you. So talk to me afterwards. Okay, you ain't my daddy, and no thank you. I am not talking to you afterwards about ice cream. In fact, most of us tell our children to stay away from people that they don't know. Stay away from people that they don't know that are trying to lure you in with ice cream and toys and stuff like that. It's just strange. My friends, very, very strange. And when you put it with some of the other things, 
that Joe Biden has said over the years, it becomes even more strange. Now, when Andrew comes, we're going to talk about the indictment. When Andrew Giuliani joins us, we'll talk about the indictment. I wonder if many of you have seen or read about what's going on in San Francisco. I wrote another piece about that today. It's called The Town According to Gump. And let me just give you the quick with that one. Luxury retailer Gump has been a fixture in San Francisco for 166 years. Conditions out in San Francisco have deteriorated so much that the store's owner, John Chakas, recently took an ad out in the San Francisco Chronicle. He directed it to the mayor out there, London Breed, and Governor Newsom. He called them out over the destructive policies, like allowing the city's homeless population to occupy and defile city streets, the open use of illegal drugs all over, He said such abject disregard for civilized conduct makes San Francisco unlivable for its residents, unsafe for our employees and welcoming visitors from around the world. He also took on the COVID policies that all these Democrats are so proud about. He said that right now the ramifications of advising people to abandon their offices are only beginning to be understood. He is demanding that these guys out there stop with these homeless encampments, stop it. He wants law and order restored. He says he doesn't know whether this store, this is a luxury store, whether this store can survive another year out in San Francisco. Well, it's not just San Francisco. I don't know. You saw the videos of these smash and grab lootings of these luxury brand retailers. It's becoming the new normal all around the country. All of these Soros-backed prosecutors who have been elected that are letting these lawbreakers roam the streets to pillage, commit mayhem, commit violence, are responsible for it. Now, most of us in what I guess we should call ourselves the old America, we look at what's happening in San Francisco, what's around the country, with a total sense of disbelief. We see what Gump sees. The nation is falling down right before our eyes. And the people whose policies are behind the deterioration, the only thing that they offer us is a bunch of platitudes, a bunch of platitudes, and absolutely nothing else. James Golden, Snurley, WABC. Both Snurley's Rush Hour. Andrew Giuliani will be coming along soon. And your phone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back right after this. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Temptations on WABC Talk Radio 77, glittering in the glow of golden goodness. These are the original Temps, the five tall, tan, talented. There's plenty of light. is dawning, sunny and bright. And that voice you hear. I keep wondering whether that's David or whether it's Paul. Because they sound so much alike sometimes. Now that's David. Anyway, or on this day was a sad day. Paul Williams found dead in his car in 1973. He uh, he shot himself. And what I didn't know at the time, no one said, they said Paul committed suicide. That was it. That was the story. Um, apparently he owed about uh, 80000 in taxes. And he had a celebrity boutique business that had failed. 80000 in taxes? Al Sharpton owes more than that and has been owing it for I don't know how long. He's not upset about it. Democrats in taxes. They had, Wow. If only he knew. If you're on the right side of things, owing the government taxes doesn't mean anything. Of course, if you're on the wrong side, I mean, look at Hunter. Look at Hunter. They're still trying to give him a deal. Andrew Giuliani, I have been looking so much forward to talking with you in, but I have also been so upset, as I am sure you have for the past few days. How are you doing, Andrew? Well, uh, James, it's always great to be with you. Look, it's extremely frustrating. When you see our country that you treasure so much, the constitutional republic that we are, and you see it deteriorating in front of your own eyes. And obviously, when it becomes personal, like it has to myself to see this happen to my father, of all people, who was out there defending the president of the United States, make his case a case that he thought was a very solid case, a case that certainly felt like it should have been brought to the courts. And now that you have a district attorney who seems to be politically bent on, as we said last week, causing a circus. And that's really what this is with the indictment of 18 people, plus my father, plus another seven, I should say 19 people in total, including Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani. So yes, it is frustrating, but uh, I will say this, having talked to my father the last couple of days, he is more resolute than ever. Uh, and that's kind of the amazing thing. It's it's unbelievable to hear that as a uh, as a son. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, I uh, because look, it is clear to me, and it has been clear that Fannie Willis has some kind of vendetta against your dad. It, yeah. In plain terms, if you look at the number of indictments, she has charged um, your father and Donald Trump with the same number of counts. No one else that she indicted has that. This is an all-out effort to take down your dad and to make sure that there is a message sent. The message sent is, if you dare, if you dare defend 
Donald Trump, who we hate, you will pay for it. And that is the message that is being sent loud and clear, not just by Fannie Willis, but by some of these other prosecutions, or I should say persecutions, that are taking place right now. You know, Alan Dershowitz wrote a piece the other day reminding us that he and Al Gore contested the 2000 election. And under the this indictment that Fannie Willis has brought, he and Al Gore could have been charged the same way that she's charging your dad and 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 and, and uh, President Trump. This is insanity. I even wonder, just in the backyard of uh, of Georgia itself, just four years ago, I don't know if Stacey Abrams has uh, has actually uh, conceded the 2018 gubernatorial election in Georgia. So you have case after case of this. Obviously, we go to 2016. You go back to 2004, right? There were this was happening on the House floor. Uh, so I think you're right. There absolutely is a political vendetta here, and, and you have absolutely nailed it. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about as much. More than anything, more than anything that's happening, I think, in these cases, this is a message that anybody who will go out there and defend Donald Trump, even if it is their lawyer, anybody who will go out there and defend conservative principles, Democrats are coming after you. And sadly, it's Democrats in the justice system that are coming after you. That's one of the scariest things to imagine. As somebody who's a father of a young daughter myself, I think about what the future of our country is going to look like every single day. And sadly, our Justice Department is not independent anymore. And it's uh, it's disheartening. Today, and by the way, this date that she picked, that she wants uh, a deposition for Donald Trump on the eve of Super Tuesday, and we're supposed to just think, oh, it's just a random date. Oh, they just picked this. They are... Andrew, to me, I don't know whether this looks like this to the American people or not, but to me it is so apparent that politics is driving all of this. This is not being driven. The remarks that were made that she cites, some of these remarks that she made, that, that she is citing, are remarks that anyone in a race would make. Hey, go find me those votes. I know I have those votes. Go find them. These are not an indication. Never did your dad, never did Donald Trump or anyone else say, go manufacture votes in Georgia. They never said it. And they and, and I would go even further than that. And that's not the way that they think. They are not thinking about manufacturing votes. They want to know why the vote count changed after these shutdowns that happened not across the country. But that aside, okay, what does this do in your estimation you worked in the White House. What does this do if you're in a struggle, in a campaign struggle, in a tight race? What does this kind of prosecution do to you? What the, What do you think about this if you're a candidate now? Well, yeah, well, first off, with the timing, you're absolutely right. You mentioned it last week with Jack Smith on January 2nd doing this in election year right before the Iowa caucuses, now seeing this with Fannie Willis here right before Super Tuesday. Uh, it absolutely is political in terms of the timing. But from a candidate's perspective, when you're talking about the last eight months of a presidential race and you're talking about the primaries and primary season, I mean, you are focused. You try to find more. Yeah. 
Andrew, we lost you, but I'm part of that. Repeat what you said. If, if you're a candidate and right before the primary, what now? I think we lost Andrew. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to try to see whether we can get Andrew back on another line because this is an important fo- uh, a point, folks. What is taking place here is so brazenly political that to me, it can only be interpreted as we are going to send a chill through the entire political system. Andrew, go ahead. We have you back. James, I'm sorry I lost you there. So, look, mm. when you look at this and you see that the other point I wanted to make on this was, you know, I was at Duke University when the Duke lacrosse team was oh. really persecuted by the district attorney there who was politically motivated in an election. And I have to tell you, when I see the actions of Fannie Willis in this case, it reminds me so much of the district attorney in Durham at that time, Mike Nifong and his actions where the truth just does not matter. And I'll tell you what, we've seen it time and time again recently, whether it's the Kavanaugh hearings, uh, as, I, as I said before, with Nifong at Duke, now with Fannie Willis, Jack Smith with the timing of it. But when you get down to election eve, when you get down to the primary season, candidates are looking for more time. They cannot, they don't have enough hours in the day to get their message out there. So to have this as a distraction on Trump's case, uh, it just shows you this is plain old election interference. That's what this is, plain and simple. The timing of it, you can go back to the statements from Fannie Willis. You can go back to the connection that Jack Smith has with the Biden administration, donations that his family has made. Um, this, is, this is political at this point. And anybody who can't see it, I- I'm sorry to say, you got to get your eyes checked. Andrew, I could not agree with you more. And let me just say one more thing. Today we learned that Joe Biden has been using aliases in email surrounding some of the discussions he was having with his son on Burisma. Just as the Biden case was heating up in the public, all of these indictments, the Jack Smith and then this one from Fannie Willis come down, and it's almost as if the Biden, what is going on with that investigation, has now receded to the far, far back of the discussion line. Are people still paying attention, do you think, to what's going on with the investigations concerning Joe Biden, his son Hunter, the $20 million that we know of so far that has come in through foreign actors, including some of those hostile to America? I think those that are unbiased are paying attention to it, right? You can't not look at this and see that there's a real problem when you look at Hunter's background, when you look at the fact that at the time he was admitted to be on drugs, that he was actually on the board of Burisma. And then when you look at some of the concessions, that the Obama administration made when Joe Biden was the point person and the Biden family was profiting off of this. Uh, This is corruption. The smoking gun is out there. We are seeing this. And the fact now that the Delaware district attorney actually has the special counsel power, what that's actually doing is making it tougher for the House of Representatives to actually get the information that they need to Uh, from the Biden family. And so really what we're seeing again is Merrick Garland is going out there and doing everything he possibly can to protect this family and really doing everything he possibly can to make sure that the American people do not get the transparency that we deserve, that us as taxpayers deserve, and truly that 
that I think that our national security deserves at this point, too. When you look at where they're making money off of, they're not just making money domestically off of domestic companies, which would be bad enough and corruption enough. We're talking about selling out American secrets in Ukraine, in China, in Kazakhstan. Uh, I mean, these are real national security issues. And uh, if you're in the leftist media, I wonder if there's even a conversation about it. I wonder if they've gotten to the point in some of these legacy medias, as we talked about last week, Bo, that they maybe just kind of don't even talk about it. They they just kind of look and say, you know what, nobody's going to cover it anymore. We're, We're just... We're, we're just going to look completely the other way on this, and we're laughing when we go to our cocktail parties. Well, we are going to continue to cover it here. And, Andrew, so much a pleasure every week to speak with you. I look forward to speaking with you next week, and we'll see what transpires between now and then. Thank you so much. My pleasure, James. And, thank you, Andrew Giuliani, everybody. Time for some Lou Dobbs here on WABC. Let's check in with Lou Dobbs. And then check in with your calls coming up on WABC. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, the birthdays today also include Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block and Sib Hashian, the drummer with Boston. Or if you want to be authentic, Bastin. Yeah, Bastin. More than a feeling on WABC Talk Radio 77. Let us get to the phone. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let us start on the phones with Annette in Rockland County. Annette, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. I... I just wanna I just wanna let you know you mentioned you made an important point before you were talking about San Francisco. It's it's the same thing in Manhattan. I used to love going to Manhattan and now I wouldn't Hello Well me too. Elliot we lost you there. We accidentally dropped you. I'm sorry, darling Elliot in Staten Island. How are you? You're up next. Yeah, Bo, you talked about San Francisco, then Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, and all these businesses. How come, you know, they're being hurt by the homeless, the crime, and all that? How come they didn't formulate a small business association? I'm going to tell you why. Because they're strapped of cash from COVID. But who's going to weather the storm is the big businesses, the big box stores. They are there to put them out of business, to have high crime kill these little mom-and-pop shops, and they'll withstand the storm and take it over. And that's let what me they tell you did something. during COVID. The big businesses are, let me just, you know, I don't know how to, whether that's actually accurate or not, but I do know this. Some of the big businesses are being hurt, too. If you look at the amount of money that these stores are looting with these, are losing to these looters that just walk in and walk out with all kind of merchandise, it, it's stunning. And it is not helping the bottom line. This entire country is suffering from the lawlessness that we see going on. Forest Hills, New York, and Ted, you're up next. How are you, Ted? Thank you very much. Uh, Certainly, it's your job to uh, tell us that the president is sick. Why should we be stooges for the Democrat Party? Are we going to go into civil war? I don't think we're going into civil war. I hope we are not going into civil war. I don't think we are at that point. 
And yes, I understand what you're saying. I just don't want to deal with all this salacious stuff all the time. You know, it's like it's like audio clickbait. I don't want to do that. But I'm telling you, some of these remarks, Daddy's got your ice cream. I mean, come on, this kind this stuff is just this is above the this is beyond the pale. Joe in Delaware, you're up next on WABC. Hey, I, you know, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the terrorists at Gitmo um, and their release. I've been to Gitmo as a 9-11 family member. He was in the room with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And uh, I said to the prosecutors at the time, this was 2016, that they could be released. See, my father was murdered by also by terrorists and the FALN, and they were released uh, by the Clintons and uh, Holder and Obama Biden. So the point is that, yes, your, your point is so well taken that as politics goes, the, anything can happen. And um, we saw that the FALN was released to help Hillary Clinton get elected senator from New York. And she was running against then supposed to be Giuliani. So the, that's the, right. The now, look, exactly I've, I've right. given you more time than we do on rapid phones because you are making a great point. This is dangerous stuff that we're doing. Mario, Rockland County, you got to do it quick. We're running out of time. All Williams sang since I lost my baby. And I respectfully disagree. Like David you respectfully, Ruffin. You respectfully disagree with what? Nobody sounds like David Ruffin. Nobody. Maybe Jimmy, but Paul had his own sound. I agree with you. I, I get him. I got him mixed up. I, that's why that's why we played it. I said, this is Paul. But, I, but you know, David has this. Anyway, it's time to go. I can't do this right now. Mario, thank you for calling with that. Paul Williams was amazing. The original Temptations. James Golden, thank you for being here. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. It is always an honor, a blessing, a thrill to be with you each day. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. See you then. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.